gonna do about that, man? I don't give a fuck about it. No, who actually is gonna give a fuck? Big business. And I have a whole belief system about that. You just don't. I'll tell you part. All right, uh, it's a tier. It's a tier. Listen, marriage laws are fucked up in America. I don't think that the government should have that much say in actually how people devise a marriage because a marriage, right, devoid of any kind of religious belief or emotion like love, is a business contract. Period and simple. And tons of people in Washington or legislative bodies, even guys like Elliot Spitzer that have wives and fuck prostitutes, live in loveless marriages. And they have these shits arranged because they're in such a high social stratosphere that they have to keep up a certain appearance. So why are they imprisoned by their own marriage? This is a form of economic slavery. And if you look at the way this shit happens, corporations were made legal in the United States by the 14th Amendment, right? Or 15th Amendment, which freed the slaves. And then under those rights, people said, we want the same rights as those motherfuckers as collective individuals, right? And if a collective individual and two collective individuals want to do business with one another. One's masculine, one is feminine. So they define a marriage institution between man and woman. But what if corporations escape? I'm just saying. What if Aunt Jemima doesn't want to be with Uncle Ben? What if Aunt Jemima wants to do business with Sarah Lee? Well, wait a minute. What if Uncle Ben wants to do business with Mr. Clean? That's all I'm saying. Guys, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, that's a little gay. I'm sorry, I thought that was funny. What if Aunt Jemima, I don't think that's what Mr. Clean was, Uncle, Uncle Ben, maybe I should have picked different companies. I put myself in a bad position. I'm just joking around. They're like, we don't want to hear this shit. It's just a conspiracy theory. I believe in aliens too, bitch. How about that? They're coming. Damn aliens, they're here. All that shit, fake. World Trade Center, fake. You want to know who blew that shit up for real? I ain't going to say that. You know, I, it's my own personal thing. I don't even want to say that shit. It's, you know who I think was the World Trade Center? Ashton Kutcher. Fake! Why? Why did he glove the World Trade Center? I don't want to sound like a cynic. Shit was crazy. Huh? <laughs> it's a new Negro podcast. In case you're listening, this is Dave Chappelle with some of his comic strip live, February 2019. Or 2009. They know everything. Does anyone have a cigarette? Sure. Good on you, Mike. I wish I had it. Your accents are so nice. And I do listen to BBC News. We all listen to the BBC. We all listen to the BBC. Mm, that's what you say all the time. 
GMT. Oh, every time you say what time it is, it goes GMT. What does that mean? Who's mountain? <laughs> Greenwich? Oh. It's the center. Oh, okay. Meantime. Greenwich, meantime. Is that where the phrase meantime comes from? Wow, you can tell that your country conquered a lot of shit. <laughs> Greenwich meantime. <laughs> I learn shit every day. It's Greenwich meantime. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, bro, you ever heard that before? I have no, you're from Ireland, though. <laughs> Greenwich? Meantime? What's so mean about it? It's a time, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you ever seen a guy's mind stretch? Like, hit the 24-hour, like, view, view. Oh, I don't do that 24-hour clock shit. I hate that shit. It's 1,500 o'clock. 1,500. No, I don't like that shit. That's when it's good to have them strippers around. Strippers are like Google, the Google of the streets. <laughs> Never seen someone answer so many questions without a crystal ball. This trip was amazing. Skill sets. Girls, man, I'm an accountant. No, 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 dog trainer, every goddamn. It's amazing. Mm -mm. All right, it was something hilarious though. All this shit is depressing. Ashen could have blow up those buildings, by the way. I don't want you to I'm not gonna put that on you. Huh? American people. <laughs> American person is one of the most lied to people in the world. That's our whole game with America. Because freedom is not a privilege, my friend. It is a fucking burden. Because a free person has to make choices all the time. And you can't make a good choice unless you have the information. And in America, it's not like China. You know in China when they had earthquakes, you know what the headline was in the newspaper? What earthquake? They don't tell those people shit. In America, they'll tell you every goddamn thing, and then they don't prioritize the information. You gotta figure all that shit out for yourself. That's right. The war will be breaking out, and you'll be like, did Michael Jackson fuck the kids? <laughs> That gets shuffled for me. Because we live in the age of spin. You got to be so smart to live in that days in the age of spin. 
you watch the news, that's not absolute truth. That is a version of the truth. People tune into the version of the truth that makes them feel more comfortable. Sometimes I watch CNN, I've been feeling bad, and I turn the box. I feel for winning again. <laughs> you gotta just switch frequencies. Shit is not the truth. All the time. He'll tell you the truth when this shit. That's why I like Anderson Cooper, because you can tell when he doesn't believe the story he's reading. It's just like. <laughs> about the age of spent because they play so much words I don't even know what the fuck anybody's talking about anymore. How can you actually know? How can you make a decision? It's like, you know what I mean? The way that we, like, okay, Planned Parenthood, right? Planned Parenthood is actually for abortions. It's for people who didn't plan shit out. <laughs> so you don't know if you're pro-choice or you're anti-consequences. The whole shit is... If you think about them shits long enough, you'll go fucking crazy. And that's when you gotta find a stripper and be like, bitch, explain this to me. <laughs> you know the dark side. Semantics. <laughs> Man. I know, I know. Alright, I'll get out of here. I'm freaking myself out. <laughs> and I'm hungry. So I just got here. And then I was like, <laughs> I got in the car and said, take me to the comic club. That's how I got here. <laughs> like, what happened with you guys? You guys just decide, like, how do you decide to come here? Like, you two guys right here. <laughs> I mean, literally, I look at you guys, I can't imagine... <laughs> I can't imagine what your story is, but I know you, like, okay, how old are you guys? You're 19. Of course. They're too young to drink, but they just the right age to have a great ass time. I have been 19. I can't even fucking explain what that was like. It's great. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I remember what it was like. I don't know what you did. Huh? How can I explain with 19? I, I, how can you have a good time? Oh, that's right. You're all Australian. <laughs> you can have a good time without drinking, can't you? You have a great time without drinking. I do it all the time. I was in Saudi Arabia. I didn't drink a drop the whole time. But I had a blast. Dave, what did you do for fun in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I drove an Escalade with 16 cent gas. That shit was fun. Great. Oh, that motherfucker in the circles. <laughs> what oil problem? You gotta see it to believe in the sound of them motherfuckers. There is no gas station. You just roll out. Time to roll. That shit was great. I went to Dubai. Ever been in this place, Dubai? How is it? Well, have you ever seen the movie Blade Runner? It's like that, but sunny, with no robots or problems. Oh, it was fucking great. 
And there's so much they building shit like we were. I mean, that shit looked like Legoland. That shit was amazing. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I seen a, a billboard driving there, check on highway, highway, whatever it is. They got a billboard inside the highway. They say, we will build your skyscraper. I said, who the fuck is that for? <laughs> There, they had 212 skyscrapers in production. You can imagine what that looks like. 212. You know those big construction cranes? Half of all those cranes that exist on Earth was in that city building 212 skyscrapers. That would be like if somebody said, I'm going to build Manhattan in the next eight months. That's what's happening on planet Earth today. And another 45 minutes, probably. <laughs> They're all taking a break. And by they all, I mean the Pakistanis have been gone since it's built. Everything has a salt underbelly. The <laughs> Israelis have about that. You guys are British, so you've been everywhere. I don't care how obscure places, I've never gone to a place and not seen a British person. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I was in Asia. I went to the Philippines. Woo! Who said that? <laughs> oh, you're Filipino? Oh, what's the other hand? You're not going to believe it. No, my wife is Filipina. Yeah, and my kids, you know, are Puerto Rican somehow. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I guess when we get together, we make a, we make Latinos together. Different corners. They've never even been a part of Why did I bring Oh, I'll tell you what. Have you ever been in the Philippines before? Okay, I went there, and I like the Philippines. I was actually, you know, I, I did not enjoy the poverty. I shouldn't even bring this up. I'd say it if Sharon was here. It's the kind of thing, it's like, you know, when you're a comedian and you see something horrible, you should just only tell other comedians about that. Because <laughs> everyone else is going to, you know, we had that worldview. I'll tell you, because you're a comedian, all right. It's not funny at all. I'll tell you, I, it wasn't funny at, when I saw it. I'll tell you when it was funny. Uh, okay, so we're driving down the street, building. it was like urban area. Now, I don't know if you've been to Asia. Traffic, not so good. As a matter of fact, it's horrendous traffic, small, you know, it's, it's somewhat chaotic. For me, for my American standards, excuse me, everybody. Whatever. Okay, you've seen, you've seen hood movies, picture bad neighborhoods, you've heard all these things, but you, you gotta see, you know, real poverty, like when an American sees it, you can't help but be like, holy shit. Okay, so. So we made a couple turns trying to get out of traffic, and then we turned into like it was like the real world, real, real poverty. What do I mean by real poverty? Well, there were tons of things that I saw in that instant. Like we turned a corner, and all of a sudden, it was like I've never seen any of this shit before in my life. One of the things was 
because uh, it was an urban center. You have to imagine it's a city, but there was a guy, and he was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't funny to me. This was not my initial reaction, and I, I need to tell you that. But you're a comedian, so please look at it with those glasses. This is like that Kramer moment I was so worried about. <laughs> okay, we turned the corner, and there was a guy who's walking, and he had no clothes on, right? Now, that shit could happen in New York, but but he the way he was walking was like he didn't have no clothes anywhere. Like, it wasn't like he was walking through some clothes he had. He was just walking like, I'm naked, B. So, so I, I know, now, it wasn't funny to me at all. My kids were in the back. They were like, oh, shit. Like, you know, they were like five and eight. Oh, like, oh so now, their reaction to it made me want to just because they're kids. And I remember it was like me and a kid, and he was naked, man, in the city, and we, all right, so I explained to the kids, listen, guys, you know, this is what the world is like, there's people out here don't have da-da-da-da-da, you know, there's grandmothers from there, she's explaining to her mom, we all explained to her, the kid's like, oh, oh, snap, okay, so then we come back to America, it's like, a, it's like eight days later, and... We split up. Kids go back to Ohio. I said, I got to go to L.A. Texas. to care some business. I went to Hollywood for a minute. And then my wife calls me up. And she said, and she's crying. I go, what's going on? She goes, she did it. I said, who did what? She's like, Manny Pacquiao. He won. And I said, oh, that's fucking great. You know, this happy. She said, finally. You know what I mean? You feel, you know, people feel a lot of pride with Manny Pacquiao. Won, and it was kind of touching the way she felt. And then she said, he's going to give his money to the poor, and then I say to my wife, and this one, so I, I hope he gives, buys that guy some pants or something. But it was funny, because it was, it was weeks later, and it was an emotional moment, and it was so emotional. I felt a little uncomfortable, so I just had the little joke in there about the guy who saw with no pants. <laughs> As a matter of fact, this show is dedicated. Okay. Not just my set, I'm dedicating all you guys to show. It's uncomfortable. I, don't, I really didn't have anything to talk about. See that Barack was right, we can't do this. <laughs> it's gonna be great. America's gonna be great and you'll all see. Yeah. And I you know, I don't really, you know what, I'm gonna be honest with you, like this is the first time I really voted. I was an Ohio voter, so I said, this might be important. <laughs> as soon as I walked into the polling place, you know what they said? Barack's got another one. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, hey, you know, why are you going to assume that I'm going to vote for Barack just because I'm black? Because I'm also rich. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't want my taxes to go up. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's just my luck. As soon as I get some money, that's when it's like, you get a black person, like, come on, Dave, let's be responsible. All right, all right, Barack, all right. Now I'm glad to do it. They just raised my taxes. This is going to healthcare. I'm glad to do it. This is the new Negro Podcast, and you're listening to Dave Chappelle, Comic Strip Live, February 2009. Enjoy. Pay China back. <laughs> and I've been to China. And I saw the Great Wall of China. Have you seen it yet? Anybody here seen the Great Wall? Anyone? You've been to China? Are you Chinese? No. Oh, man, you must have been so jealous. Must get <laughs> You guys got the demilitarized zone. That's great. I'm mean, gonna what do you call it? What do you, what do you guys got in Korea? The DMZ, right? The something something parallel. Forty fifth parallel. It's a thin layer of America protecting. Did you like the Great Wall? It was amazing. What? You know why? Because it's the largest man-made object on Earth. That's what they said. And she claimed the tour guide that it's the only man-made object visible from space. I have yet to confirm that. I'm still getting my <laughs> still getting my space money together. But it was amazing. <laughs> I thought I personally was amazed because I didn't know that the ancient Chinese people actually had you know, Mexicans like that. <laughs> I'm not saying Mexicans built that wall. <laughs> I'm saying Chinese build that wall, keep Mexicans out of China. <laughs> That's a very advanced culture. America didn't think of that till five years ago. I was kidding. Well, did I make that up? I'm sorry, I thought we were going to build something in Texas. Was that me? I don't know. That was my idea, was it? <laughs> I know it was an easy joke wrong. You know, and, I, and you know what? You know, if I was if I was the king of the world, though, honestly, I would give the illegal immigrants just enough legal status so that they could at least get a driver's license and, you know what I mean, call the police if something happened. You know what I mean? If you illegally can't call the police. You know how much crazy shit look? I don't even want to talk. It's not. It's, I'll just. I'm gonna finish up right now. All right, you seen the paper, right? I shouldn't even bring this up because it's not funny, but it's just an uh, illustration of where things are headed. You know, there's a high incidence of violence in America, right? And violent crimes and all these like extraordinary crimes you read about. And I personally believe that the reason these crimes happen is because our paper chase is so volatile that something about something about America is criminal to be poor. You know, make you feel bad, so bad it's like you gotta do something to steal 
something very desperate about a paper chase. Just culturally, I'm not blaming the government, I'm not blaming, but it's just evolved into that. Now, uh, so I read, I read them sometimes that these horrific crimes will happen. In, a, in Houston, Texas, there was a, a serial rapist, which rape, by the way, is never fun, ever. And the only reason I bring this particular rapist up because all the victims were men. I'm not joking. Seven men. So you can't YouTube this. This is really. Seven men in the Houston area came forward. Yeah, that would matter. this guy. Because they're doing. Which means he must have raped thousands. Chit chat and stop him and chit chat with him. Because that is a very difficult phone call for a man to make. Just saying. It's not the same like when you get ready. Ladies. There's no hotline or support group for that. When a man gets raped in our culture, you just gotta get up, walk that shit off. Like, oh, got raped? Got a man up about it. I about it. Guys don't really care about each other. You know, you can like, do things. And not I can't explain it. I don't know what a British dude would do. You might, but America, you know what I mean? Houston, Texas. I don't know. You haven't been to Houston yet. That's not the shit. That's not. Like if, if dudes go out, like okay, these two dudes might be best friends, right? They're gonna get out. They're gonna say, hey, let's split a cab home, right? They're gonna get, and his buddy gonna be like, he's gonna get out the cab, and, and before he even get over at the cab, cab might pull off his buddies and flank him. They don't play that shit in Houston. Houston, you do that. Hey, man. Because you're, uh, just wait for a minute. I get in the house. <laughs> I flip the Porsche lights on and off. Let you know. <laughs> You pull off, they'll be furious. Hey, y'all could have just waited for a minute before I got in the house last night. Man, we was tired, all right? Shit, we had to drop everybody off. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? I got raped last night, baby. This is American culture. So I can culturally profile these people. The victims. Culturally. I can make an educated guess that the victims of these attacks were white. And not for any other reason except that black people have such a bad relationship with police in America. I don't think they would have called the police. I think only a white person would feel comfortable enough to make that phone call the way the climate is in America. Socially. You know what I'm saying? It's just black people don't call black people don't call police either. I live in a white neighborhood now. My white neighbors call the police for everything. It's amazing. Hello, police. Yes. Um, my neighbors playing their music very loud. And I need police intervention for this. I don't want to handle this myself. It's fucking amazing. I've heard black dudes getting shot like, oh, oh. Call Earl. Quick. Turn a great pistol. Some shit's going on. It's amazing. I just can't see that someone coming to come in. Oh, oh, Earl, what's wrong with you? Oh, I got raped, man. Oh. Raped? Yeah. 
called police and I can file a report. Call the police? Fuck that shit. I might rape somebody in our crew. We're gonna handle that shit ourselves. What do you mean we gonna handle it ourselves? What you trying to do? I tell you what we're gonna do. We can go to their neighborhood and fuck somebody in their crew in the butt. That's when I walk in. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, Earl just got raped. Raped? Oh, they got me, Dave. Yeah, man. We can go in their neighborhood and fuck one of their crew in the butt. <laughs> That's when I had my boys in the hood moment. I can't get in that car, no boy. seven victims would be like Washington and be like <laughs> and then after I do this show on the television and I might be doing a concert or something and I'll be walking in the backstage and I'll be like hey Dave and I'll be like Dave Dave and my hey man be like I'm the Houston Ravens thanks for the shout out That's fucking awful. I know. I, I feel strange about the whole, the whole, the whole show has been weird for me. But you know why I'm doing it? For sushi. Can I have some sushi? I'm going to. 
tonight I'm going to have sushi dinner. No, I'm going to go get sushi for myself. Hopefully with some of their money. And do you know why? Because I live in a place in America called Ohio. <laughs> Ohio is a great place. It's the birthplace of aviation. So they say. Uh, Wright Brothers built their little plane there. Uh, our license plate says uh, it's the heart of the all. And our state motto is, with God, all things are possible. <laughs> However, I'll tell you what's not possible in Ohio. is getting a good sushi dinner. Because it's too fucking far from the water. And that fish be tasting funny as shit. So every time I come to New York, I try to get myself a decent sushi dinner. And I take a picture of it on my iPhone, and I send it to my wife with a little caption that says, In your motherfucking face, baby. And then she texts me back, L-O-L, fuck you. You know, we have a funny relationship. We really do. We have a good relationship. As a matter of fact, it's amazing that she's not with me. Because I depend on my wife so much. <laughs> My kids think I am their brother. <laughs> Fucking awful. I'm mean, like, hey, y'all, let's watch some TV. Mom says we can. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. I got man. I don't, don't get me started talking about the kids. You know, one time with my wife, when we when we argue. Everybody argues, but sometimes like I'll vent on stage. It's not, it's not cool. It's kind of unfair, but it makes me feel good. <laughs> and 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 one time I was doing that shit right, and I guess one of her girlfriends in the audience, and text message her, and then she come to the show <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> but I didn't know it was an early show. So, but then I seen her, and then I seen the kids, and then you know I. I had this ego thing. So now I feel like, well, I'm not back now because the kids are here. They're going to have to learn somehow. <laughs> because now I just don't want, you know what I mean? Switch my shit up. It was crazy. It was, a, it was the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> and after the show in the green room, and, she said, and I said, man, I'm talking about this shit. Damn, I don't want to talk about this shit. I'll go up like this. And my car don't stop. <laughs> so now she got to get me right home. I get in the car, I try to play like but Really, I was awake. I just didn't want to talk about the show. And you know who else was awake? My son, my oldest son, in the back. And I hear him say, Mom, what is pussy? I don't know, I, was, I, I felt awful. And then I had to hear my poor wife explain to her seven-year-old son, it was terrible. She was like, uh, well, whew. I can feel her looking at me with hatred, but I'm, I still think like this. Well, um, son, pussy is what keeps this family together. I got so many jokes about them kids. I'm not ready for that. I'm ready for that sushi dinner.
the spicy tuna, I can taste it. The salmon with the crispy shit on it. Oh, what this shit is. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> You're probably right. Tempura flakes. Are you a chef or something? You just can tell. Yeah, it's such a good shit. It is really good shit. You know, like going to a restaurant, you take your shoes off. And then they'll be like, sir, put your shoes back on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that, you guys. I thought like, hey, uh, coffee, oh, good as I just get into the whole thing like I pretend like I'm a... <laughs> I'm sorry, little fellas, because I know you're 19. You got a lot of adventures to get into. That city is calling. And you're probably too young to remember, but there was a song just about what you guys are going through tonight. And it came out in the 80s, and it goes like this. You belong to the city. You belong to the night. Living in a river of darkness beneath some neon lights. And then there's a saxophone part. That's right, that's right. That's old school. You don't know about music like that. You're 19, man. It's amazing. You don't understand. You grew up with the internet. I'm just figuring this shit out. You got satellite television. You got a phone in your motherfucking pocket. I used to have a cell phone this big. If I talk for more than 25 minutes, the back of it get hot. <laughs> got these iPhones. I'm still impressed by that. Have you seen it? This shit is amazing. <clears throat> I could pull my iPhone out in front of Batman. He'll be like, what the fuck is this? Oh, you haven't seen this yet, Batman? <laughs> I could go five years back in time with my iPhone. And when I get back in time, It'd be like, uh, what was it, five years ago? 2003. Okay, I go back. I go back. I go back. I mean, 2004. All right. I go back in time, right? And somehow I get access to a time machine. Now I go back in time. It's 2004. And I go to somebody and go, hey, I want to get something to eat. What's a good sushi place? I don't really know my way around. I'm from the future. Like, you are not from the future. I am too. Where you from? And I pull my iPhone out and say, I'm from 25 years in the future, they believe. But really, I'd be like, I tricked you, motherfucker. I'm only from five years in the future. <laughs> Shit, right around the corner, motherfucker. What happened? <laughs> I tricked you, motherfucker. I'm only from five years in the future. <laughs> the rape stuff was funnier, Dave. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, man. I thought that was. Okay. You guys don't know what I'm going through. I might melt down like Lenny Bruce on this one. <laughs> you ever see them old Lenny Bruce tapes? Like, at first he's all funny, and then once they start, we start getting all that trouble. He's. I should melt down on the show. How about Joaquin Phoenix? What do y'all think about? That was bad. All right, I watched that and I I I watched that whole interview 
And I said to myself, Joaquin Phoenix is a fucking genius. <laughs> that was like the greatest press appearance I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that shit was... Yeah, you saw it? Yeah. What'd you think? Why? He was so what? He was not... No, he wasn't stoned at all. Listen, I've been high. <laughs> he was in complete control of that situation. You understand? This is how brilliant it is. Basically, what he's doing is resisting every protocol of what it's like to be on a late-night talk show. He didn't do any of the banter. He didn't do any of that, hey, good to be here, Dave. We got a new movie coming out. He didn't do any of that shit. But he's a completely different kind of celebrity than I am. By design of what he does. He's a fine actor. So you don't know what he's like. Only time you see Joaquin Phoenix, he's in a movie pretending to be somebody completely different. And he's very good at it, so you can't tell what he's actually like. So this is the first time he ever stepped out in front of his work and he was like, made a point not to be charming at all. How have you been? Good. <laughs> what are you working on? <coughs> music. What kind of music? Hip-hop. <laughs> and then everybody laughed and he goes, is that funny? <laughs> I said, this guy's a fucking genius. Ten minutes on Letterman, he was on every publication the next day. He was in USA Today. Look how crazy it is. Everyone was talking about, he's a fucking nut. He must have been high or something. Well, I can't just probably read that shit like that. <laughs> I said, this guy is fucking brilliant. And you know who the guest on after him was? Exactly. <laughs> who gives a fuck what happened after that? Joaquin won, check and mate. I said, that's the Mel Gibson playbook right there. <laughs> Mel Gibson beat the game. Easily. And a move so weird and abstract, I'm surprised no one's done it since. This motherfucker made an action movie about Jesus. <laughs> check and mate. There's no answer to that. This guy took 20 million of his own dollars made an action movie about Jesus. <laughs> and the movie grossed over a billion dollars. He, he made $800 million off a $20 million investment. All in, he probably made close to a billion dollars off a $20 million investment. Do you understand what that will do to your life? Do you understand how much money a billion personal dollars is? It can't. It's enough money to get pulled over by the police in LA County and jump out of the car like fucking Jews. What's poppin'? Is everything alright? <laughs> He's like, you can't say that about the Jews. I can't. Basically, I'm in rehab. Game over. That had never happened before. And then followed that shit up with Apocalypto, which was fucking. That movie's great. Have you seen it? That shit is like Mexican Braveheart. That is the best shit I've ever seen in my life. I was talking like that for a week. Daga, 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 cha. daga, cha. You wanna know why? Because he made a movie, a major studio movie. He didn't use one Hollywood actor in the entire movie. It's not cheap. That's amazing. He got. 
He got indigenous people from the Yucatan. The men how it's amazing. You imagine that shit? Just going to the Yucatan? Let alone going there to cast some movies, walking over somebody and thong. <laughs> Have you ever considered acting? Well, my name is Mel Gibson and Passion of the Christ. I've seen that. I'm telling you right now, if I had a sketch comedy show, <laughs> let me tell you right now, if I had a sketch comedy show, I guarantee you, I fucking guarantee you, I would do the funniest apocalypto sketch that you, you couldn't even fucking imagine what I was doing. I got an angle on that shit. No, seriously. I got an angle on that shit that's so good, I'm like, nobody do that shit. Saturday Night Live, nobody would think of the shit that I would do. And it's so simple, it's right in the face. <laughs> if I had a sketch comedy show, <laughs> you know some funny shit me and my wife was talking about? This makes me laugh. You know, Beyonce song, she goes, <laughs> If I was... <laughs> so if I was a boy, wouldn't understand. <laughs> now, listen to what, what she say. My wife say, You would never hear a man sing a song if I was... <laughs> She said some worse shit than that, but I won't tell you what she said. But that shit was really funny. <laughs> I was we used to like this should be out of Oh my goodness. You know I do how long have I been on stage? Like 25 minutes, 30 minutes? <laughs> Seriously, how long do you think I've been up? Hour twenty. Uh, one time I did a show, right? It's not too long ago, and uh, I lost track of the time. <laughs> I did seven and a half hours. Right? I walked. I walked out of the comedy club, and Starbucks was open. The sun was up. Everything. I'm not gonna do that tonight. And the only reason I'm not gonna do that is because I haven't eaten my dinner. My sushi dinner. I know you're from England because I already heard about you. <laughs> no, her right there. She's from England. I know her. That black lady right there. I met her. <laughs> what is this, the embassy party? How do they all know each other? I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. Um. Boy, you guys did conquer a lot of countries. <laughs> hmm? Yeah, you know, I, I know, I know. No, no, good on you, mate. I'm not hating. I'm a, I'm, you know, black American dude. This is a whole, you know, my worldview. You'll never understand. 
At least that's what I'll tell you when it's convenient. You know what I mean. <laughs> Who are you from, man? What's your nationality? Double No, that's right. I be speaking some shit. I speak a little Spanish. Ah, uh, I also. No, no, sign, maybe. Sign, It's the largest deaf university, and the girls was gorgeous. And they school, hey, what's going on with you? And they was like, oh, shit. Said, I literally studied that shit. It didn't help. So I was in Venezuela. I was in Caracas. Speaking of sign language. This is not even really a joke. It's just, you know, Thought association thing. So I'm in Caracas and I'm watching TV and they have the bubble with the person speaking sign language. And I guess Spanish sign language is different than American sign language. Uh, yeah, all I can tell you is it's very sexually charged. <laughs> I think if she do like this one more time, I'm gonna my motherfucking body. Barack doesn't need this right now. Have one more cigarette and then I'll leave, I promise. Hmm? <laughs> what time is it, Greenwich Mean Time? Oh. I like the way you guys talk. You're like, quarter past five. <laughs> You guys don't, it's not, um, it's just, it doesn't mean anything to you, but this shit sounds very different to us. Do you guys have sushi in there? No, I'm kidding. I know you do. I've had sushi in London at Nobu's. Over at Hyde Park. That's right. I have a plan to save the world. Well, I'm not going to talk about it. Some strippers have to put it together. We are going what train you catch? Oh, you do have to catch a train. No, don't be upset. No, you ain't no disrespect. And listen, if I wasn't me, I'd walk out on you. <laughs> I already know what I'm going to say anyway. Don't clap me off. That should have made me stay just to be spiteful. <laughs> and they got comfortable shoes on and shit. I'm gonna hold that cigarette and then I, maybe I'll leave. Wow. I have to, I have to leave. So is she, she's my half sister in law. Nice. Anyone else from another country? Cigarette. Who? Who are you? Oh, you from Australia? Oh, shit. Belgium. I don't know anything about Belgium. No, I know, you know, like I know the waffles and food products. I'm just talking. I don't know about your history. You guys are mysterious. Not that you're mysterious, but you're not troublemakers. You like the quiet country. Music. 
Belgian stereotypes I can capitalize on. You know how the Belgian do. <laughs> oh, shit, they do be doing that. Jokes. He is safe. <laughs> he leave the web me. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> uh, I had thought of this. Nah, I'm not gonna. That's corny. Let me get out of here. You know, sometimes I stay on stage and I just be thinking of so many funny jokes, but tonight. <laughs> I can't make another with that sushi dinner. I'm not even lying. And I know where I'm going to eat it at, too. I might go to three different sushi restaurants at this hour of the night. What time is it? You probably wonder why I couldn't tell that from my watch. It's broken. But it still looks nice. It's on GMT. Well, yeah, well, I gotta like chicken. <laughs> I know, I know. I do like it. It's not my favorite, though. I like the mochado and the ponce. I know all about that culture, okay? Can't fool me. <laughs> I've been to the barbecues. I have all their food, and then we go downstairs. Walk that karaoke machine. And uh, I... You know exactly what I'm talking about. And then we go upstairs, pack up boxes, and send them to Manila. Pants for everybody. I really should do something about that. That shit was not that guy was funny. You're gonna make it. You too. There's a couple. You're gonna make it. No, I believe you. You know why? Because I talk like a cynic, but I feel like a romantic. I believe in love. Seriously. No, seriously. It can happen. Do you know I've never cheated on my wife? That's right. I mean, I'm not saying that for applause. I mean, but I really should get applause. I mean, you know, I've been going, I've been the All-Star Weekend in Las Vegas and then she don't want, you know how fucking hard it is for a famous person to not fuck somebody at All-Star Weekend in Vegas? I mean, listen, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying, you are regular people, you have to go out and you have got to look for trouble, okay? I just got to go out and shit just starts happening. Thank you for joining in Thank you for joining in to the show And I'm happy that you guys could take the time to listen That was Dave Chappelle This is the New Negro Podcast And I hope you had a good time while you listened to the show right along with me